Hello there. My name is Emmanuel Inkum, and for the next couple of days, I'll be coming your way with um, a series of messages uh, that I have made into podcasts, ones that I'll be sharing with you on various um, thematic areas of the Christian life. I believe that we are in times, desperate times, and the church needs to prepare itself for the final battle. Uh, we need to be rapture ready. There are a lot of things happening around us and there are a lot of information, you know, going on. And when there is the abundance of a thing, deceit is inevitable. You need to be looking out for that which is genuine. And so I don't want you to be just going around with itching ears, trying to listen to what everybody has got to say. The good thing in our days, you and I have got access to the Spirit of God. And so we can easily go to Him and verify and confirm whatever we hear from the outside. And so we'll be looking at different, different topics. And I would like to share and throw more light on what you need to be focusing on and try to bring you understanding on some of these um, topical um, areas. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you, O God, for this morning. The entrance of thy word bring that light. I pray that, Father, O God, you would give us understanding into your word and cause us to walk in your ways as we prepare for your coming. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. This morning, I want to quickly share with you um, something that I've been thinking about for some time. Second um, Peter chapter 1 and then from verse 3 to verse 10. Now, I'm going to read quickly and then I'll, I'll share a few things with you. It, it reads, Second Peter chapter 1 verse, verse 3 to 10. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust and besides this given all diligence Add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ but he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has gotten and has forgotten that he is purged from his old sins wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure for if you do these things you shall never fail now I, I like to first of all mentioned that this epistle was written by saint peter to believers this is not an epistle that is written to unbelievers to try and convert them this is an epistle to believers and i like to also put on record that the fact that you might be born again today 
doesn't mean that you would eventually or ultimately find yourself in heaven. There is work to be done. And that is why in Paul's letter to the church of Philippi, he mentions that we work out our salvation. Salvation was a package that the Holy Spirit brought into our spirits. Your spirit man is perfectly saved. But then your soul and body, you and I know, are not. And that is why we need to work to bring out that salvation. Work to bring out the good things which God has deposited in our spirit. That is the same thing that Peter is saying here. Peter is saying that the divine power of God, which is the spirit of God in you and I, that spirit has given unto us everything. In that spirit, we have everything we ever need in this world to become who God wants us to become. In the book of Ephesians, when Paul speaks to the church of Ephesus, he says that God has given us gifts, gifts of men to perfect the saints and make us ready for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the church. Now he says that there's a reason for all this, that at some point we'll all come to the fullness of the measure of the stature of the perfect man who is Christ. So there is the need for us to grow, for there is the need for us to mature, and maturity is from within. The Bible says um, 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 in John's epistle, John says there is an anointing in you. That anointing shall teach you all things, shall lead you into all truths. That's what Jesus himself said when he spoke about the Holy Spirit. Let no man deceive you. What you need is within. What you need is already in you. What you need to do is to spend time with the Holy Spirit and to ask him to unveil, to reveal. Bible says the Spirit of God searches the deep things of God. It is he alone, not any man. And so if you need any person to reveal to you what the deep things in God are, it is the Holy Spirit. That is why more than ever we need to be spending more time with the Spirit of God than with books, than with men, than with our TVs and other messages that men of God are circulating. Because not all men of God, as you see, are from God. There are false prophets and there are false teachers out there and so beware. Getting back to the message in contest, Peter is saying to us that everything we need we have been given and so we need to grow and how does he talk about this growth he says um we we should give diligence that is we should attach seriousness in adding these things to our lives so first he says after your faith virtue virtue knowledge all these things he goes on and on to mention are to depict the need for us to mature he says, if these things be in us and abound, they will make us. That's number one. Let me read from verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you. So these are things that are supposed to make you. They're supposed to leave a lasting impact on your life. Such that you are not barren and unfruitful in the knowledge 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the more you study God's word, the more you walk with God, you need to be fruitful. Jesus said that in, in John 15, he has called us that we will, be, we will bear fruit. We will bear lasting fruit. So God has called you to bear fruit. Now, let me ask, what kind of fruit are you bearing? God is interested in souls. Since you became born again, how many souls have you won for him? How many of these souls are still within the faith? You see, ask people, how relevant are you to the kingdom of God? If God were to count, you know, those that really matter to him because they are... I, I, I work in a corporate institution and I belong to the marketing department. My, my boss always tells me that, see, if you, do, if you want to be indispensable, you need to be the guy that brings in a lot of business. And so when a company, for any reason at all, is laying off workers, they consider some workers essential. These are the workers that are relevant. They bring in business. God's business is about souls. So let me ask you, how much business are you bringing in? That will determine how relevant you are to the kingdom of God. So what I'm saying here is, if we put our focus and attention on maturing in the things of God, we wouldn't struggle to be fruitful. We would not struggle to, to produce or to win souls. Why? Because the knowledge of God is already in you. And matured men, matured sons of God, know how to speak, when to speak. They are men who understand the times and they know what to do. Like the Bible tells us about the sons of Issachar, when there was a rift between David and Saul. Bible says there were men who understood the times. They stood against their king at the time, knowing very well that the Lord had anointed David to take over from Saul and that the anointing of God upon Saul's life had left. They, are, they were men who understood the times. And so we need to be men who understand these times and know what to do. And when we understand the plan of God and able to move in that direction, then we will become fruitful because God will sponsor everything we are involved in because we understand what he's doing and we are moving along with him we are aligned with what he's doing so peter is asking us to be fruitful and this calls for maturity now you see after verse 8 i'll jump to verse 10 he says wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure for if you do these things you will never fail never fail at what it is when you have a target I want to become this in future. I want to become that in future. Then we can define you as a failure or a success, depending on what you were using as your measure. If you say you want to become a banker in future, now, when the future comes and you are a banker, you are, you are a success. If you are not a banker, you are a failure. If you go to school, the target is for you to pass your exam. If you pass your exam, you are a success. If you don't pass your exam, you are a failure. Now let me ask you, what is even the target for us as Christians? What are we running towards? Don't get it wrong. It is not getting to heaven. Don't get it wrong. It is not making it for the rapture. The target for us as Christians is to mature. You see, when you mature here on earth, you are relevant to God. 
because God can use you to do anything he wants to to achieve any purpose to achieve anything he sets his heart to do you become usable you become relevant in Romans 8 and then verse 14 Paul uses a certain word he says as many as are led by the Spirit of God these are the sons of God now the word sons he used there simply means matured men and since I I spoke about rapture let me show you a scripture on rapture if your plan is to be rapture ready then you should be concerned about this I'm reading to you from Revelations chapter 12 and from verse 1 it says so this is symbolic okay so John is using a lot of symbols or symbolism here to uh, bring out a certain truth and I don't want you to be confused by the lot of symbols the number of symbols he uses but then to focus on um, what his point really is Revelations 12 verse 1 downwards it says and there appeared a great wonder in heaven a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars and she being and she being with child cried travailing in breath and pained to be delivered now let's do this quickly so we understand what we are we are reading the woman here is is a symbol of the church bible describes the church as a virgin that's why jesus gave the parable of the ten virgins so the woman here is representative of the church now the church is pregnant okay bible says as soon as zion travailed as soon as zion travailed she brought forth so every time there's a there's travail there's a bringing forth we give birth every time there's a travail and that is why paul spoke about you know uh, my little children whom i travail i travail because he's trying to bring something forth within himself he's trying to ensure that christ is formed within them and so to do that he needs to travail whenever there is pain something comes forth and so this woman is crying because she's with child and she's traveling in birth there's a lot of pain now what this picture is trying to depict is that the church has to go through pain a lot of pain in the end time so that the church can bring forth something now what would the church bring forth he says and these and there appeared another wonder in heaven behold a red a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head this is the devil and he and he still drew a third part of the stars of heaven and it cast them on earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born so this is the enemy clearly i don't want to go into the detail but what the scripture is saying is that the enemy will be ready to be devoured the, the church and that is what is actually going to bring a lot of pain so the church is already in pain because of the tribulation and the tribulation is going to cause the church to come out with with a child now who is this child now the bible says the dragon is ready to be is ready to devour the child that comes out now who is this child look at this five and she brought forth a man child who was to rule all the nations with the rod of iron and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne three things let me just point them out quickly and let's move on first she brought forth a man child so it is not just a baby 
this is a man child this is a matured child and maybe the child of the woman but i'm mature it's like if your parents are still alive right now you are still their child but you're matured now you're not a baby so the 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 um the child that will be brought forth by the woman will be matured and that's what the bible is trying to tell us and what happened this child where is it verse 5 is going to rule all the nations so he should be mature enough to be a king to rule all the nations the third thing is the child was caught up with god the the the, the, the word used here caught up is the same used in other passages in the bible where rapture is referred to so this is the child that is going to be caught up in rapture or raptured unto god or to god's throne so it's not a church rapture is not for the church rapture is for the man child that the church is going to produce so it is not everybody who belongs to the church today that shall be raptured that shall be caught up to god's throne don't get things twisted in the book of romans chapter 11 and then verse 29 verse 25 to 29 paul talks about a mystery which he does not want hidden from us and that mystery is that god has prepared or is preparing a specific number of gentiles whom he's allowing to come in and when that number is full he shall close the door so see it is not everybody in the church that will be raptured it is not every believer that will be raptured that is why when you come back to our test in the epistle the second epistle of peter peter admonishes us to make a calling and election sure it says verse 10 wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure so i'm sure you've heard of this popular scripture before when jesus said for many are called but few are chosen to be a believer to be a born again believer is to be called so when you're called you're a believer but then there are few who will be chosen but these few are the matured amongst the called i'm not saying it the word of god is saying it that the church is going to give birth during the period of travail during the period of 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 the great tribulation the church out of pain will bring out uh, a breed of christians a breed of believers who are not afraid to stand for god who are not afraid of the test and the the the, the, the kind of tribulation or affliction the enemy might bring upon them these are the matters of god who are not afraid to die for god who are not afraid to defend their faith you know why because they are they are, they, are, they have death in God and nothing can shake or move their faith that is where God wants us to get that is where God wants you to get God does not want you to be like a baby tossed to and fro and about by doctrines of men not knowing where to go or what to do at any point in time God wants you to be a man or a woman of understanding who knows where they are going who knows what they ought to do that is the sign of a matured person and so the church is going to give birth to a matured man a man child who shall be caught up to god this is the reason why there's a need for speed 
I don't know where you are in your Christian life. But like Peter tells us, we need to approach this with all diligence, with all seriousness. Are you a babe? Are you a young man? Are you a matured person? Paul says in the book of Hebrews that milk are for babies. Strong bones and meat are for the mature. And how do you know whether you're a babe? If you're a babe when you're struggling with sin, let me end with this. Let me just show you the various classification of the various classification of uh, um, of people who are mature. Um, this is First John. I'm reading to you from chapter two, and um, okay. let me read. Let me read to you from verse thirteen. Okay, so from verse thirteen, I read. He says, "Okay, no, let me start from verse twelve. He says, "I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for His name's sake." Thirteen, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known Him. That is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. Now, I want to use this to tell you the, 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 the various demarcations. If you don't know where you are, the Bible says, Paul, you know, in his book to the Church of Corinth, in First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, he says, test yourselves, examine yourselves. Now, I want you to do that right now and determine where you are. Now, let's do this. Verse 12, I write unto you, little children, for your sins are already forgiven. Now see, John is talking to the children, talking to the babes, or the babies in Christ. And he's talking to them about sin because these are the guys who are struggling with sin. Look at the whole of chapter 1, John dedicates to talk about sin. And after he was done talking about sin, verse two, chapter 2 verse 1, he begins by saying, My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not so children or babes in christ are the ones that are struggling with sin now let me ask you are you struggling with sin are you struggling with sin if there's anything in your life that you're struggling with and it has to do with sin so you're always going before god and you're asking for forgiveness of sins my guy you're not there you're still a babe it, uh, it is babes who struggle with sin. Look at the church of Corinth. Paul wrote to the church of Corinth and he was he, he, he was frustrated. He was like, hey, how long shall you bear with them? Why? Because they talk about carnal things. Um, I, someone says, I belong to Paul. Someone says, I am for Apollo. There were divisions in the church. If there's a church right now on earth that has seen divisions, that has divisions in them, simply means that church is nowhere close to maturity. The people who are babes in Christ are the ones who talk and wrangle about little things. And in the end, you find them within groups. There are dissensions amongst them and other believers, and they see something wrong about everything. These are babes, these are little children, and they need to grow up because those things don't matter. 
Little children are the ones who struggle with sin. Is there any sin in your life that you are struggling with? If there is, you are still babe. You are still a babe. And you need to grow up. Now he says, I've written unto you fathers. These are the mature guys. Written unto you fathers because you have known him. This is known him. This kind of knowledge, experiential knowledge. They have a spiritual knowledge of the father. They have worked with God for a long time. They understand God. They understand the ways of God. They know how God operates. These are people with experience. And when you go to him, they would give you, they would to, to them, they would give you experiences they've had. When God asked them to do this, when God said this to them, when God said that these are the fathers. Then we have young men. Young men because ye have overcome the wicked one. Now I want to show you quickly, just so you understand the difference between the fathers and then the young men. Now back to Revelations 12, when I was reading to you um, about the the raptured church. Now 12, I'm going to read to you from verse 11. He's talking about the sons, the matured sons, who will be caught up to the to God's throne. Look at what they did in verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. I told you that the woman was going to give birth, and there was a dragon who is standing right in front of them to devour the child that comes out of the woman and so she's the, um, they, they, the dragon is just there waiting to devour but, but the bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony now and by the word of their testimony he's talking about experience by the word of their experience they've been through this before and they've won battles they've won battles against the enemy just like paul and the sons of Sceva or Siva. Bible says these seven sons of Sceva went to demon possessed man to try and then cast out demon. And the Bible says the demon rather retaliated, beat these guys up. And before he did that, or before they did that, the demon asked, Paul I know, Jesus I know, who are you? These guys had no testimonies in the spirit. They had not fought and won any battle in the spirit. So they were not known. Paul had fought several battles. Paul had overcome the enemy in various ways. So Paul was known in the spirit realm. Paul was known in the circles of demons. They knew him. And so when Paul stood and spoke, demons fled. It's like when Jesus came on earth, demons identified him as the son of God. And so whenever Jesus came, demons fled. Where are you? Who are you in the spirit? Who, who are you known to be? When you pray, do you shake the kingdom of darkness? When you pray, do you shake the meetings of demons? When you, shake, when you pray, do you shake the counsel of the enemy? When you pray, do you shake the gates of hell? That is the matured sons of God. That is the testimony of the matured sons of God. Do you have a testimony? When the Bible was enlisting the fathers of faith, them who have used faith to win a certain battle in Hebrews chapter 11. Look at the names he mentioned. Have you won any battle since you became a Christian using faith and using what you know about God and in his word? Have you won any battle? What is your testimony? If you were to stand before a demon, would a demon even know and recognize you? Recognize your work? That hey, I know, I know of this woman, I know of this guy. He's the guy who did that and that and that and that in this town. Everybody fears him. Don't go close to him. Don't go close to his house. Don't go close to his bed because he will fire you. 
Are you that kind of person? These are people who overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So what is your testimony? I am bringing all these things into perspective just so you know where you are, where you rank in the realm of the Spirit. By so doing, you would know what you need to do to grow. And so I'm just encouraging you, there's real need for speed in our day. What is it that you don't know? What is it that you're not strong in? Let me end with this scripture. Colossians chapter 2 and then verse 6 to verse 8. As ye therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So, as ye have therefore received Christ, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him. God wants you to go down, 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 down. Everything you need, whether everything you know, everything is, whether it's faith, whether it's baptism, whatever doctrine you think you know, God wants you to get to the depths of it so that it's rooted within you. No man can deceive you. Look at verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. I don't know if this has happened, ever happened to you before. When you thought you, need, you knew a certain subject so much that you went somewhere, someone started talking about it, and you realize you know nothing. And in fact, the person even starts to confuse you. You don't even know which one is true or not. Because you don't even know the subject. You need to delve deeper. You need to do a deeper dive into God's word so that you can grow by. Peter says, as newborn babes, let us desire the sincere milk of the word. You need to grow. And first thing you need to do is to acknowledge where you are. If you're a babe, don't deceive yourself. Acknowledge that you're a babe. And ask God to assist you overcome certain areas in your life that you need to overcome. Children are they that are struggling with sin. Young men are they that are still fighting to overcome the enemy. The fathers have already overcome the enemy. They have testimonies. We need to fight the good fight. We need to win. And we need to have testimonies. So that on the wall of faith, we will be listed there as men and women who used faith to overcome coronavirus, who used faith to overcome the enemy in these times. I want you to sit down and assess yourself. What do you need? You need to grow up fast. You need to mature. Because we are in times when the great tribulation is so, so, so close. Everything around us is pointing us to one thing. And you need to be ready. Your faith will be tested. You need to be ready. This is where I will end today's podcast. I'd like to encourage you to be reading your Bibles and don't just be doing the normal devotion. Get into typical, topical studies. Do a topical study on that. What we discussed today, you can decide to read the scriptures again and gain much understanding. What does it mean for me to fulfill or for me to make my election sure? Am I even part of the elect? Am I part of that number? I need to find out. 
So I want to encourage you to keep reading and studying. If there are any questions you would like to ask me after listening to this message, you can always send them back to me. I'm so sorry. I think I did more than even 30 minutes today. I'll try and then discipline myself going forward so we can do the usual 20 minutes. God be with you. I pray, Father, O God, for the hearers of your word, I pray that you would grant them understanding and passion for your word, that going forward we'll study and to show ourselves approved as matured men, as matured sons who are ready for your coming. Thank you so much, O God, for blessing your word this morning. In Jesus' name.